All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 92 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ message board. Joining me is Lonnie St. Louis KISS. Hello. Andy, welcome back, sir. Go Bruins, man. Hockey today. Woohoo! Here we go. <laughs> and Michael, welcome back, sir. Hey, everyone. And uh, before we get into the, today's topic, first I'd like to hit, uh, you know, one part of today's topic is going to be um bill or coin there is a petition that's um starting to circulate that's backed by his former partner roman um to get bill into the rock and roll hall of fame you know now we've got kiss in there and everyone's happy it's about time that a manager of bill's stature is recognized for his contributions to you know popular culture not least that he managed kiss uh, worked with Billy Squire, Billy Idol, and several other bands uh, later on in his career as well. But when you're talking about Kiss and Billy Idol, those are two pretty big names in popular culture, especially Kiss. But more than that, his history with Direction Plus and a lot of the work he was doing very early on for merging um, television, commercials, and video, and bands, you know, obviously... He had his uh, show, which I can't remember <laughs> the name of off the top of my head. That's how well prepared I am. Um, you know, he he was very much a, a monstrous talent who brought an awful lot to the industry. And I, I was actually uh, looking up some stuff on him the other day, and I found a newspaper article from like 1956 or something st- Stupid in terms of its age, where he had broadcast from his basement with a homemade transmitter or something, and I think he was Boston area, somewhere in Massachusetts. Um, I'd have to, you know, fact check that. But um, the FCC and all and, and the federal agencies had been been interesting. He's like, well, it only went for 200 feet, and we won't be broadcasting again. So, I mean, Bill O'Coin into the Hall of Fame is just like a given. When you think of the great managers, you're thinking of Elvis's manager. You're thinking you know Beatles manager and no one else really you know Peter Grant maybe for Led Zeppelin and Bill Alcoin being the big one so there's a petition at ipetitions.com Bill Alcoin Hall of Fame and we'll put up a link for that um you know it's just one of those very cool things Andy you had mentioned something to me earlier so hop in and tell everyone what you're telling me uh, I just found, you know, as close to um, Michael and I, and you know, we met down at the convention, and uh, Roman was one of the guests. <clears throat> I talked to Roman, and uh, Roman, you know, he agreed to uh, come to the, the what we call the gathering at the Holiday Inn, and uh, he's going to bring his uh, him and uh, some of his workers or whoever he has some of his help, and uh, he's going to bring down the computers or stuff, and going to have people uh, sign the petition to get uh, Bill O'Coin in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's very passionate about it. He really wants this to happen, and I think everybody should sign this. I mean, he was at the expo, and I wish more people had signed it. I don't think as many people signed it that should have been. They were at the expo, and um, 
that's one of my I would call ugly things of the expo is that I think more people should have stopped by and signed up, signed to get Bill in. So, so yeah, like I said, Roman's going to give you down at the Holiday Inn on November, oh, excuse me, third there with us. And uh, no, so if you're around and you're in, you're in that area, please come by, sign up. He deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If Kiss got in there, he should get in there. Yeah, <laughs> that that's righteous. So you know, totally agree on that. But we'll put the link up, and if you're going on the cruise, you know, and and Andy sees you, he's gonna grab you and make you sign. <laughs> he will not let you go until you have signed it, because you know, as as important as it was to get Kiss into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's also important to recognize those others. And you know, it, it, it's it's Bill. So without him. We wouldn't be sitting here doing podcasts about the uh, the band. So let's get into today's topic, and that is the New York Expo. Was it in New York or was it in New Jersey? So New Jersey. Okay, <laughs> okay the New Jersey Expo, wherever. Um, you both went. So, Michael, why don't you give us an overview of uh, your adventures in New Jersey? Sure. So this is only my second KISS Expo ever. I went to the one in 2014, um, the New Jersey Expo. And getting there was delicious because the weather was pretty rough. Like, rain was just coming down. Streets, like, highways were flooded. I was like, I hope I don't die on my way to the Expo. But I got there. And um, I got there early. So I did a you know VIP ticket at this time just so I could get in early, meet Eric early, meet Bruce early. And just kind of get settled, you know, kind of get the big things out of the way. And I have to say, I mean, overall, it was a fantastic uh, expo, much better than the last one. I think it's because they had better, more high-profile guests. Um, they also had more guests. Uh, you had two KISS podcasts there. Um, you know, the KISS room was live for over three hours. Three Sides of Coin was there recording video messages of people just congratulating them on 200 episodes. So I think it was just a great opportunity for people not only to meet all these terrific guests, um, you know, sign the petition for Bill and do all those things, but also uh, a time for people to, you know, either reconnect with people that they've met before at other KISS-related events or people that perhaps they've never met before but are connected with online. So there were multiple people who came up to me to introduce themselves, um, who I'm friends with or maybe we met once in the past. So I, I don't know about Andy, but I had a lot of great conversations with new people as well as those that um, I know. So for me, that was the best part. It was just having all these like, great shared experiences with people. Now, did you go platinum or double platinum to get in early? I'm a sucker. I went for the double platinum because I was like, oh, you know, I love that album and it's double platinum. And sure, why not? <laughs> so I went for that. And, and they love you. Yeah. Now, I got to say, one Ka-ching. of my complaints is that in 2014 they gave you a special like laminate and lanyard so like it felt like it was like a backstage pass kind of deal this time they didn't invest in that they just gave you like a generic bracelet thing that's like made of like paper so it's kind of you know disappointing because we're kiss fans right we, we like the laminates and stuff so um i guess they were so busy focusing on everything else that they just didn't get you know, take the time to create those laminates but i feel like well hell if you're paying like almost 20 dollars more to get in like Give me a damn laminate, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I felt like that was kind of a missed opportunity there. Um, but, you know, I got in earlier. I was able to – and later in the day, Eric's line was insane. So I, I am glad that I got in earlier just because, like, people were probably waiting in line for well over an hour 
uh, just to meet him uh, because the line was so long and he wasn't rushing people. So um, no, he's a talker. Yeah. Now, Andy, you went as well. Did you uh, did you go double platinum, platinum, or did you wait in line with the rabble? Would you believe it or not? I went with the cheap ticket. Good for you. <laughs> well, power yeah. to the people. <laughs> well, the thing is that uh, you know I live in Mass, and that's uh, the drive from Mass to New Jersey is about at least four hours. That's if you don't get the traffic going through New York City. So, and uh, really, we were just going to drive down the day of the expo and then drive home that night. And uh, I, like I said, I hadn't been feeling well. It's, um, actually, I think today I'm finally getting over that stupid cold because actually it still hit me down in New Jersey. I actually left a little bit early. I left about 6.30 that night to head home because I was the driver. You know, My mother's like would be scared to death. And my girlfriend, not too thrilled about driving to New York City. I wanna, you know, If you've never been that way, it's a, it, it can be really crazy. But anyways, um, <clears throat> what I usually do is I usually go down the day of the convention, sleep overnight, and then go home the next day. Right. Well, this year, this year, as soon as the as soon as they mentioned Expo, man, I went right on to try to get a room. Impossible, gone. They were like wow. gone. So, so I don't know if, you know, from understanding, there was a lot of college football games in the area. So I think a lot of those people had taken up the spot, and uh, you know, they probably you know got the hotel at the last minute too to put on the Expo, and uh, you know, so that was it. So, anyways, um, we started hunting around for a hotel, and we finally found one probably like four miles away. So, But it ended up working out perfect. So we ended up going down Saturday and hanging out on, on Saturday night. And uh, there was supposed to be like a party inside the bar area. And uh, there, there's probably like 20, 25 people. And uh, my first ugly thing, okay, is that Eric Singer was down there early. He happened to come in early, and he strolled in the bar. He got about 10 feet in the bar. Now you're talking probably... You're probably talking like 20 people there, 25 people there, and some dingling yells out, "Hey, Eric Singer!" So as soon as Eric saw, heard that, he like looked, turned, and turned around and walked back out. It's like, come on, serious people, give them a break. You know, let them come in, hang out. Maybe they'll just start, you know, hanging out with us. Maybe they'll have a beer. Maybe they'll just come over and have a nice conversation with everybody. It, you know, it, you know, it's the same thing with the crews. You know, you're gonna hound them to death. And they just turn around and walk away. So that's my one ugly thing about the expo. And that didn't even start the expo. So, but, uh, and also, I've been to a lot, a lot of expos. I, th- I missed two in my lifetime from New England all the way down to New Jersey. It was the very first New England one when there was no computers and everything. And that's the one that Vinny showed up. And I could kick myself for not even knowing that one. And I actually missed the Ace one because there was a huge storm up here in the north on this side. So I could never get down there. But I've been to all the rest of them in the area. And I have to agree with Michael. This one was better than the 2014. Um, the atmosphere seemed better. You know, people were like that. And, I, you know, you, like you said, you met a lot of people. And a lot of people from the KISS crews, man, in the areas showed up. So it was kind of cool to have some conversations with everybody. And, um, like I said, I bought we bought the cheap tickets because we didn't really think we were going to get down there. So we waited until 1130 to get in. But uh, if you uh, if you saw the map, if when you walked in to the right, you went to go to the where all the merchandise was, and they had two rooms. There's one big huge room with the stage where the people would talk, and then they had a small, a little bit smaller room, a little bit more to the right. But when you walked in to the left, was down the hall was a hall, and all the people lined up. So you know what they're like? It was another room, and they put all the stars in. <clears throat> so when by the time I got in, I started poking around the merchandise thing. Well, I had heard that there were other merchandise stuff inside where the guest rooms were. 
But there's people lined up, and I'm I, Michael's right. They were lined up for hours, not even hour. I'm talking hours. When that thing first, when it was nine o'clock in the morning, that thing was lined up from all morning to all afternoon into the, basically the evening till they till the guys wanted to take a break or whatever they had to do or do the Q and A. But uh, I didn't know that you could get into that room even if you didn't want to have anything signed by Eric Singer. You could actually slide by those people and get in that room. But I didn't know that for like an hour because nobody said nothing. And you start walking by people in a line. You know how that is. You get the looks. Like, why are you doing cutting me? They don't say nothing, but you get the dirty looks, you know. But then finally when you get in the other room, you're like, wow, everybody's here. You know, all the extra guests are here and everything else. And you can go up to all the other the extra guests and talk to them and this and that. And they had Bruce like way in the corner, you know. And, um, and basically... What it is when you first walked in, it was like a huge line, you know what? And then they used tables basically to like a corral, like like a Disney corral, to get to Eric because the lines were like, <clears throat> I'm talking hours. It was a long time if you wanted to wait. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait a while. The lines just like never went down, you know. So you had to that, but then they had Bruce way in the corner, so you had to try to find where the end of Bruce's line started so you could get lines. So they wouldn't cut people. You just didn't even know. I mean, everybody was fine though. Nobody. I never had any problem with anybody. Nobody said, get out of my way. This is my thing. This is whatever. Did you get autographs? Uh, yes, I did. I, 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 I sucked it up, and, uh, and I actually bought a couple things. I actually bought uh, I bought the Cycle, because I don't have them, because they just came out of the Cycle Circus album. I bought the uh, the uh, the live, whatever you want to call it, the, the, supposedly the live four of the Millennium Show, <laughs> and I bought... I bought uh, Carnival Soul, so I, uh, you know, I, I sucked it up. I mean, I mean, I've had, you know, signatures from them left and right because I've been to so many expos. But I figured, ah, uh, I'll get the Carnival Souls and have Bruce sign it and have Eric sign it. So, uh, you know, Bruce, Bruce was, uh, I gotta hand it to you, man. Actually, Bruce is, Bruce and Eric have been to a lot of conventions, but I think Bruce has probably been to more. And mm-hmm. Bruce has always been top notch. He stood up the whole time, talked to you. People were even taking pictures. I mean, it was ten dollars an autograph from him. It was twenty dollars for Eric's, and um, in in Bruce. Oh, and so, so I didn't know that. So I didn't know that the autographs were on top of, uh, you know, yep. your admission into the Kiss Expo. That's Kiss. No wonder, no, oh, yeah. no wonder you had to go into a separate room for that. I mean, um, it's Kiss. Yeah. And, and they, had, they had separate prices for photos. I don't know the photos because I didn't get the photos because I I got a, like a ton of photos already. So, but I said, well, I get the Carnival Souls. I'll do this. It's kind of different, you know. And, uh, you know, Bruce was very nice, and he talked. And it's kind of funny. I asked Bruce. I'm like, man, it's a really I, – I, I don't know. And a lot of people, you know, his fans are the Carnival Souls. I actually love the album. I think Gene got back into his I'm the Demon thing, kind of brought, you know, that kind of thing back, you know. But I, I like the album. So, anyways, I was talking to Bruce for half a second, and Bruce goes, he goes, man, I wish they take the make. I go, hey, would you guys, if they ever took the stuff off, or would you guys, you know, see if you get back together and, you know, do like a – like a Carnival Souls slash Revenge thing, even if it was in like a small kind of a theater kind of thing, you know, kind of make it dark and, you know, you know, you could raise the t- ticket prices, you know, that'd be kind of, I think a lot of us would love that, you know. And Bruce says, he says, yeah, he goes, man, I wish they'd take off the makeup. Maybe we could try it at some point. So, you know, you can never say never. <laughs> yeah. Michael, how long did you wait in line to get your autographs? Cause, and, and what did you get autographed? Yeah, so I'll fill you in. I can also tell you about the prices for photos, too, because they did photos. So uh, the way they worked it uh, with the ticketing for Eric was um, you basically went to this table outside of the room where everyone was, and you bought, like, tickets, like little, like, like raffle tickets. 
and you would get like a green ticket for a photo, and then you would get um, red or whatever white tickets for um, autographs. So basically, you just said, okay, I want X number of autographs, and I want X number of photos, and they give you that amount of tickets. You get up there and you give it to them, you know, to whoever his handler is. I actually decided to not get one thing autographed that I originally wanted to get autographed. Originally, I was thinking of having him autograph the uh, deluxe version of the Kiss Rocks Vegas book, but I thought, you know what, I'll just wait till I meet all of them again, hopefully at once, and just have them all sign it at once, versus getting one person to sign it and hoping that I get the other three. Um, but what I did have him sign was uh, I, I brought the hardback book of the... Um, the box set, so from like that that like uh, leather case one mm -hmm. that was hardback, and I figured that's more uh, practical to have everyone sign like the translucent page of that than like history because history is a bitch to carry around. So <laughs> yeah. I just figured this makes more sense, and it's you know it, it's about the band's history, so it makes sense for all of them to sign it. So I got both Bruce and Eric to sign that. I also got Eric to sign drumsticks I bought on Kiss Cruise 4 a couple years ago because I bought the autographed drum head. So I figured I would get the drum head framed and have the drumsticks right under it, both autographed, and that would look pretty cool. Um, and then my friend Chuck, who I'm going to be on the boat with, he um, asked, he like sent me a photo he wanted Eric to sign because he has a new Kiss pinball machine. And in the bottom of the pinball machine under the glass, he has like photos of all the guys. And he got one autographed by Ace, he got one autographed by Gene, and he had a photo of Tommy playing guitar with Eric in the background, and Tommy autographed that, and he said, could you have Eric autographed the, you know, in this corner? I said, sure. Um, so I took care of that for him, too. So I got, those are the autographs, but the thing that's funny is when I lined up, uh, I got in line, they, it took a little while, Eric was there, but he hadn't eaten yet. And they brought him, like, a, a breakfast burrito, and he started to eat. And I'm like, all right, well, it's going to be a little while. You know, if he's just starting to eat. He ate half the burrito, and then he walked over to my direction, and he said to everyone, who wants the other half of my burrito? Like, he just was full, I guess. And the guy next to me, like, said, I'll take it. And, you know, I guess I would have taken it, but I didn't want to get, like, shit on my items before he's about to order it. You know what I mean? So the guy next to me took it, and he, like, downed it, like, in just a few seconds. And I'm like, how cool is that? Who can say that they had, like, breakfast with Eric Singer? What would have been ridiculous is if he kept it and asked Eric to autograph it. <laughs> I would have thought the guy would have wrapped it up. <laughs> yeah. Saved it. Put it in the freezer. Yeah, it could have been yeah, up on eBay with Gene Simmons' gum. Yeah, well, thankfully he did not do that. But it was probably about – I probably waited um, – maybe half an hour it really was not that long and once i got up there i asked one of his handlers could i leave my backpack with you my coat my umbrella all that stuff because i just didn't want it in the photo and um you know i went up to eric and i was wearing one of these rage on shirts uh well, actually i was wearing a, a pot of thunder t-shirt and over top of it i was wearing a rage on hoodie and every time he sees this rage on stuff he's like man that's really cool where'd you get that and i, I told him you know rage on i guess you forgot from the meet and greet and um, he's like, oh, did you design that? It's the one with all the discography uh, on. It's like a collage of all the album covers and the makeup albums, including like Sonic Boom and Monster. I said, no, I didn't design it. He's like, oh, it's really cool. And Keith was there, LaRue, taking photos. He's like, oh, you should just take credit for it, Michael. Just say you designed it. <laughs> so, okay. And um, had Eric sell my stuff. We took a photo, you know, uh, and then I went over to Bruce. And no one was in line for Bruce yet because I think everyone just wanted to meet Eric first. You know, that <laughs> Poor Bruce. So, Poor I kind of feel bad for Bruce. I'm like, well, he's a big deal, too. 
so then I went over to Bruce, um, you know, told him, you know, hey, Bruce, because I just interviewed him a couple days ago uh, last Friday, which I, I still have to transcribe that. But he was great. And one thing Bruce told me ahead of time when I talked to him on Friday was that there was going to be no live music at this event. Because I asked him, well, you and Eric like jam or anything like that? And he said, no. He's like, they're not, not even going to be a tribute band because this venue can't. There's some sort of weird rule that they can't have live music which is kind of weird for a festival or a convention to build around music. But, you know, unfortunately, it's the way it was. But it really didn't matter because the whole there was so much else going on that it, it, it didn't really uh, take away from anything. But I barely waited for Bruce. Like, maybe it was just a couple minutes. Um, and then after I met those two, I kind of took a breather, gathered myself, um, you know, put my stuff in the car and just kind of, you know, I had a moment to kind of exhale and relax and figure out, okay, what do I want to, who else do I want to meet? What else do I want to do? And like, it was almost like the big stuff was out of the way and I could kind of just take a breather because I'm sure for any of you who've done this before a convention or meet and greet, you know, you're kind of like anxious leading up to it. And then once you get past certain points, you can actually kind of take a minute to soak it all up and just kind of enjoy the moment. That's nice. That's really cool. And that was one of the things I, I found that was really odd. Um, and, and I'm sure there's a, a reason for it, that there wasn't going to be any live music of any description, you know, no jamming. And that's always been something that I enjoyed a lot at the Indie Expos, you know, with the SP and Union, I think, were the two for the two years that I went. Uh, but there must be either be permitting or, you know, union or some, some reason some. why you're not able to do it. I don't think it's the end of the world. Were they playing live music, uh, music, you know, in the background, Kiss tunes and oh, all yeah. that? So that, yeah. didn't, that didn't affect that side of things. Yeah, there was always Kiss music playing in the background. And during the q and A, I I mean, there are Q&As throughout the day. It was probably every hour on the hour after, I think, like 12 o'clock. So there was always, like, something going on. You could either be listening to music or walk up and listen to someone do their Q&A or you're busy talking to someone. So, I mean, it definitely felt lively. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, had it been a venue that could accommodate um, a tribute band or Eric and Bruce jamming, that would have been kind of icing on the cake. But, um, hey, if they had to pick this venue because it was easier for Bruce because he has family in the area or something like that, well, then I'm okay with that because we got to meet Bruce. So Yeah, and, and, and there's economic considerations to always take into account, you know, the bottom line of how much it costs to put on these things, whether, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, signing for photos and all that, you still got to pay people to get there. You got to pay, you got a ton of overhead. So, um, oh. One other thing, Bruce for photos. Basically, all I paid is ten bucks, and he signed my thing and took a photo. So I think with him, it's just like if you get an autograph, photos included. So he was super affordable, which is cool. Yeah, That's you need you need you need special permits and some other probably security and stuff like that if you're going to have a band because now you've now it's just not a convention. Now it's like believe it or not, it's like a mini concert. So you have to have all that extra stuff, and I would imagine that's got to cost. You know that's got to cost some serious coin on top of what all this they have because this this is probably one of the expos that had the most guests they've ever had, and I don't know if the stars all lined up for them this year or what, but you know that's that's a lot. You having Bruce and Eric the same time there, and then you had you know four other like major another major guest plus a couple you know like I said podcasts there, which you know you. Jillian, you should get there. One of these. <laughs> you know, I was you know, but... I was gonna go to this one. 
And then I found out that there would be other people, and I said, well, if it's not about me, I'm not interested. No, I... I Good for you, Julian. You would be the You You know, I I had way too much on last weekend, and, you know, whenever it comes to KISS, family comes first. So, you know, I would love... I would love to... I would love for NDD to be back, you know, something that works with my schedule, because that's the one, you know, I I kind of feel like I'm I'm cheating if I don't go back to a, a Keith Expo, because... You know, those were the the only ones I've been to have been, you know, Keith's. So well, Keith's I, there. You could have said, you know, you could have seen Keith. So this, uh, even though it wasn't official. Hey, were people uh, getting Keith. pictures with Keith? Yeah, yeah was, he had never got a photo with Keith. So I was, was like, I got before Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. No, no, you know that that's all good. But let's get into some of these guests, and I'm just gonna I'm reading these off the. Uh, the, the website and you know just give me your impressions of if you recall anything about them and if you don't we'll just pass over to the other guys i'll, I'll start with you andy because um dennis woolock obviously designed every kiss album pretty much between 70 what 74 and crazy nights i believe was the last one so yeah. uh, how was his talk and all that you know i this is this is one of the things that was my ugly thing, is that not, nothing wrong with him. I mean, I, I've seen him, I've met him before because he was at an expo a couple of years ago, or actually about five years ago, I think now, now five or six years ago. Um, is that this is one of my ugly things about the convention? Is that like I said, the uh, the the you know the merchandise is on the right hand side. I mean, you have to go way down the hall into another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael would understand it more better, but. Like I said, all the other people, all the all the uh, you know the guests were in that right hand side, right? There's no intercom between the two, so if you're in line to to meet Eric or Bruce or talking to somebody else, and some of the other guests disappear, you don't know if they're going to the bathroom or they're getting something to eat or they're just taking a break from everybody. Uh, but some of the Q and As were going on, and some of us were in the other room and had no clue. There's, there was no announcement. There's no kind of speaker thing. So that that was like one of my kind of ugly things, you know. I like, damn, I missed that. Now I'm gonna have to go on YouTube and hope, you know, somebody records on YouTube so I can go back and look at it. And I was there, and I didn't get to see it live, you know. And that's hey, a killer. No, that, that's, so that's that's an awesome point to raise. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I've often considered trying to perhaps do a California Kiss Expo, and you know, that's something I'll definitely keep in mind if that ever goes anywhere. But you know, hey. You know, you don't want to miss out on anything when you're there, and it's so easy to. So, you know, really good point. So, so it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, the, the, like I said, I missed, I missed a bunch, a bunch of things, because, a bunch of people talking because we were in the other room getting other signatures, or you know, because we waited a little bit longer. Hopefully, the lines would go down. And plus, you know, we were talking to, you know, say Lydia or Roman or you know, three side in uh, Matt Porter's thing. You know, what I mean. You know, so you you miss things if because there was no intercom. You know, there might be somebody basically. And uh, the only reason why I found out uh, kind of when Bruce and uh, Eric were going to start talking is that it started going by word of mouth. You know, right. people started like you know the word of mouth. You know, it's said all about about you know uh, three o'clock, right, or something like that. I think, or five. I'm sorry, five o'clock. You know, five o'clock. Bruce is going to come on, and after that, uh, you know, Eric's going to come on. They got to try to maybe try to get them together, but it was all word of mouth. So you really didn't have a, a like, I don't want to say schedule. You know, you can't. You know, you got to kind of go with the flow, but something to kind of, you know, say, oh, these guys might come on at three. These people might come on at four. You know, something to, to, to kind of warn people, because like you said, you don't want to miss it. 
I mean, uh, one of my, you know, I just want to do the ugly things out of the way first. Uh, my other ugly thing was is the hotel itself, like the um, the the place we eat, the, the that grill or whatever. Had that place was awful, terrible. People wait. I'm serious. People are waiting for hours to get food. Now imagine you you're going in there and you want to get something. I'm talking like a sandwich. People are waiting for like hours. I'm serious. Well, I, I left. My mother and my girlfriend went in there to get sandwiches for themselves, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to stand in the line for Eric now while you guys get the sandwiches." And other than, oh no, over an hour and a half later, I go back in there and they're still sitting there with nothing but a soda. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And you know, because you know the same thing. We don't want to miss any you know any guest speaking or. You never know at any of these expos who might just stroll in the door. Because, you know, back in the day, you know, Sebastian Block walked in one year. A guy from, um, you know, Anthrax, Megadeth. I mean, they, sometimes these people hear about it and they just stroll right in. They want to check it out. You know, so I, 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 find, I find this very surprising, I must say. You know, when Kiss does have a product line of lunch boxes with thermoses, that lunch and food supplies would ever be a challenge for the KISS army. You know, I, I, I think you people just aren't using what you've been given by KISS properly. So. Use your resources. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. And I'd have to buy two lunch boxes, two thermoses. And... <laughs> I, I can't use it as mint in box. <laughs> you got to devalue True. it. I want, the, I want the rust inside the thermos. <laughs> So, yeah. so, so, Michael, let's get some of your takes on, you know, this first batch of uh, guests. I mean, it was Dennis, it was Ken Kelly, and Robert Conti. I love Robert. He is awesome. Uh, very oh, one. very entertaining guy. I got a great story on him for when I was living back in Scotland, and I, I think I faxed him something about the remaster liner notes, and he called me because it came up with my father's <laughs> professor, Gil you know uh his his fax machine so he thought he was talking to someone who actually knew what he was talking about and got a hold of me so that was hilarious but he, he's he's a really cool guy and obviously um did a good job on you know the the liner notes so michael what's your take on those first batch of guests well i have to say the only reason why i knew who was talking when is because they put it on their website but they don't put everything that's on their website on Facebook. And they need to understand that people use social media more for news than anything, mm -hmm. right? So everything that's on your website should always be on your social media. That way you're not requiring people to go somewhere to find information that should be accessible everywhere. So anyway, I knew who was speaking when only because I thought, hmm, let me go to their website. But, you know, I, I, I went and I saw Dennis speak. It was basically Dennis, Rob, and Ken together. And uh, I was interested. I mean, I'd met Ken a couple times, and, um, you know, uh, so I kind of knew, obviously, a lot about him, and I'd interviewed him at one point. But Dennis and uh, uh, Rob, I really didn't know much about them. Um, and it was interesting hearing how Dennis worked with Ken and how Dennis had a certain vision for a certain Kiss, you know, album cover, and he you know, knew that a kind of style that he wanted, and he went to, like, the comic book store, and he saw, like, Ken's comic and you know he's like you know i want this guy and so it was just neat to see how they collaborated so that was interesting to hear and also rob conti i i only knew him because uh when i got into kiss it was around the reunion and i remember opening those cds and seeing his name at the bottom and i'm like who is this guy and i looked him up online and that really didn't help um because i couldn't really find a good explanation and so to hear him explain it was much more useful than what i found online 
Um, and it was pretty cool, I mean, hearing all three of them speak. And I found Dennis really interesting, too, because I used to work for advertising agencies for about 10 years. So, And I also just started watching Mad Men, so I've got advertising on the mind. But um, all three of them were great. And uh, I reminded Ken that he tried to convince me to buy a painting of his uh, for like $2,000. And uh, I was telling him, I was like, I don't think my fiance would like that. And he's like, ah, look at this one. He's uh, he's whipped. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. But if I, if I buy it, then I won't be getting married. So... Um, uh, it was that it's a painting the one where it's like the it's the white background and it's like the current lineup you know i guess painted or drawn on there and he said that he did it for the lost cities tour um which wasn't the reunion lost cities it was like some other tour um in the 2000s and yeah i think it's kind of cool. what's that 2011 they did a lost cities tour maybe that's it that's probably what it was for. And uh, I guess what attracted me to it was the current lineup, and it'd be kind of cool to have them all autograph it. And also, it's original, right? It's not a print. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was cool to have those three there because, um, you, you know, all of them were kind of consultants in a way, right? That They provided KISS with certain services, um, uh, whether it was their, their knowledge of bands like Rob or whether it was like advertising and branding and things like that. So... I thought it was really cool hearing all three of them speak and meeting all of them. All of them are really nice. Um, so I like them. I thought they were great additions. Lonnie, have any of those ever been to the expos that you've been to? No, I've I've gone to the Indie Expo almost religiously for years. I missed this last year. but And I missed a year um, right before I got married because um, you know how it goes. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Just in case someone's listening, um, I, but no, I, I, I've never seen, I've never met them at any of the expos. You know, um, I usually go to indie and and um, you know, it, it's you know your typical lineup with with Eric or Bruce and and Tommy's been to a few of them and um, Paul was at. I went to one when Paul was there right after the book, right after his book came out, and that that one was, you know, obviously Paul Stanley's there by far. Obviously. It's, the greatest one I've ever been to, obviously. So, but and Karabi's been at a few of them I've been at. Yeah. Um, when Bruce, shit, Karabi's just there, like hanging out. You know what I mean? I, I can't, stand, I, I can't even. I can't, and drink a beer I can't tell you. my stories from there. No, <laughs> and, he, and he'll he'll hang out with you after the expo too. So, <laughs> um, but no, that none of the, none of those type of guests have been, ever ever been there. I, I think. Uh, you know, they've had some authors in that at indie, you know, some of the lesser known kiss books. But um but you know, nobody liked that before. So and like Lydia I think Lydia Chris was there one year though too. Which is cool too. That that book's obviously well, I'm sure you guys all have that. It's fantastic. So. Still yeah. fantastic. I'm just I'm just surprised oh. that they don't give out like a little flyer at the beginning. Here's your schedule. Like the Yeah, give out an itinerary. That'd be helpful. Oh and Rob said that he's been working on autobiography. Yeah, that's okay. so, time it's kiss. So I've heard. That's what they gave all like at the beginning when you got when you went in to the if you wanted to uh, you know for the to buy stuff. That's what they gave. That's which pretty, is kind of cool. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, at least it says I was there to date instead of actually having tickets. Because like Michael said, back in the day they used to give you like these fancy tickets and everything Laminates else. Laminates and yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with what you said about the lanyards, uh, or was it Michael who said? About the double yeah. platinum lanyards, you know those those are cool. And also, Keith I, typically I, does that for Indiana. For Indiana, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're really cool. They're good collectible, you know. And, and of course, well, get... one of the things they were handing out at the Norwegian, what was it, or the Swedish uh, one, the I was there badge, you know. So it, it's always cool when you get these kind of mementos from it. So. And I got to give huge, huge props to Peter Arquette and Ross Gundell. I mean, come on. Look at how many guests they got. And, you know, they lined up the stars. Not everything can, not everything can be perfect. Not like we all want it to be. You know what I mean? Right. What, I mean, what, it, kind, of, what kind of merchandise did they have there? Was it? Because, like, well, I've been to like, Indianapolis recently, and almost 99% of it is, like, brand new stuff off Kiss Army Warehouse or, or Kiss Museum or something. It's like there weren't a – the last few years I've gone, there haven't been – you know, like the really cool collectibles and and you know old vinyl and, and and crap like that. What kind of what kind of stuff did they have for sale there? All right, this this, this was my other thing that uh, I, I wouldn't say. You know, I wouldn't say good or I wouldn't say bad. I'd say in between, depending on your age group. You know, they're they're you know they're younger fans. I would say younger fans or whatever that look, looking for that. You know, want to say Spencer stuff in the '90s. You know, maybe they never get a chance to get it. There is a lot of that. That's you know that takes basically taking over. It is was barely any '70s stuff there. It, you know where I've said it a bunch of times too, and my friends agree with me and stuff. Most of the Kiss fans are in their age where they're in their like mid 30s to you know whatever they are, 60, 70. We're 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 either we're hoarding everything basically, and we're not there dying, we and we're not mm -hmm. dying. So we basically have everything. <laughs> Well, we are. We have these stuff in our collections, and we're not getting rid of it because we either love it or somebody wants to think they want to sell it for a million dollars in 20 years from now when they go to retire. You know, but uh, Ross, Ross, you know, buys up collections, you know, when he can from here and there and everybody else. So, you know, he once in a while, you know, he's got stuff that, you know, he's got a lot of, he's got a bunch of stuff that is not the Spencer stuff. So he's really the guy you got to kind of, when you first go into one of those expos where Ross is, or when he has those, uh, you know, the marts for the day, he calls them kiss marts. He just, it's like the thing for a day and you go in here for free and you just, uh, you, you got to go to him really. If you're looking for something more unique or maybe older or something that you never seen before, because, you know, he buys up collections and, you know, he maybe stays self-star himself and then he sells the, whatever he doesn't want or, you know, a better copy or something else. But usually Ross is the guy who has, you know, the main stuff, you know? Yeah, I seem to recall on one of the Facebook groups that someone picked up a copy of the Greatest Kiss um, exclusive LP for 50 bucks at the Expo. What? Yeah. And, and and if that's accurate, that's a, that's a pant-wetting experience because oh, I paid 450 for mine. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. That... They, were, they were selling, the uh, uh, Kiss Army Warehouse was there, they were selling Sonic Boom which I guess people are like looking for. Yeah, yeah that's, for a hundred bucks. That's that's a good price as well. That's yeah, actually that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, and that's that's right. Yeah, and and that's what I could hear, and that was a good deal. But I couldn't see myself opening my wallet and my credit card to dish out a hundred bucks for Sonic Boom. I just sorry, I can't see it. Yeah, you know that, nope. that's that sort of thing all comes down to the collector. I would love. I I got one. I think it's Paul Purple, and I I bought it sealed. And I opened it up, of course, and it had shaken around inside, so the inner dust sleeve was split on the sides, like so many mm -hmm. are. I just bought a sealed copy of uh, the '85 Creatures as well, and opened it up, and boom, same thing. You know, it's it, it, it's heartbreaking, but a hundred bucks, I would have dropped that in a minute for the black vinyl of Sonic Boom. I don't want another one of the I, colored I think, ones. 
I think yeah. it was the black one. Pretty sure it was the black. Yeah, that, that's it. Let's get on to some of these other guests. Mark Montague, of course, he he has his book finally out. And again, yeah. I can't find where you can buy Cat Out of the Bag except for on eBay. Um, and and it's pretty thin, but it's got a lot of really cool stories. Not least, he quotes my review of One of a Kind, which came out donkey. Wow. But uh, <laughs> it's it's a really good little book about his time with Peter Chris. How was he as a speaker, um, if either of you called him? Michael. Um, and, and if you remember him you know, speaking. I, yeah, I don't remember him speaking, but I did listen to him on Three Sides of the Coin recently, and I went up to him uh, to introduce myself, and he gave me a copy of his book. Um, you know, I'm going to read it and review it. Because at first, when I first heard about him prior to listening to the Three Sides interview, I wasn't, like, too enthused about what the book would be about. But then I heard him speak, and I realized this is actually kind of an interesting, uh, you know, niche of uh, history that other people don't necessarily have, uh, you know, that information. Um, so I actually really look forward to reading his book because he, you know, when I heard him talk about some of the stories that are in it and just like working with Peter on, uh, you know, his most recent solo album, which is abysmal and also being in Chris, um, I think that should be really interesting to read. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm actually happy it's not too long because sometimes books, that are autobiographical in nature, spend way too much time on stupid stuff. Like, I grew up on a farm, and my dad was a plumber, and blah, blah, blah. like, no one cares. Just get to the meat. Like, I, I just bought Brian uh, Cranston's autobiography, and the first chapter is about Breaking Bad. I'm like, that's right. That's what you start with. You start with what people want to read about. Nobody so, cares about what you did when you are in seventh grade. Yeah, unless you were really good Hey, don't say that, Lonnie. You'd love that if you knew everything about Paul Stanley when he was a child. <laughs> no, I will. I will say with the except with the exception of Paul Stanley's book. Actually, Paul's Paul's book was very interesting from the get go. Gotcha. But a lot. I know. I can't say anything bad about Paul Stanley. But like, but like some of these books, I was like, oh my god, I don't care. Anyway, I'll. I'll I'm going to shut up so I don't go off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a cool guest and um, real nice guy. I mean, really, really nice. He's happy to be there. Um, some people were knocking him because they're like, oh, you know, because they didn't understand what his role was working with Peter. They didn't realize just how close he was. Oh, um, that, I mean, that that's just, you know, you know uh, inexcusable in a, a certain kind of way. I mean, they should have, you know, Mark Montague x Chris. You know, just to give people a little bit of a hint, um, because obviously it's 20 years ago now since Chris bit the bullet. And, you know, they should have that one of a kind CD or maybe even the scoff, the second am, uh, the second Chris album demos playing because all that's some pretty cool shit. So who the hell is uh, Johnny Potenza? He's he's on the line as a guest, right, with uh, Mark, and I have no idea who he is. <laughs> who is he got Julian. You got crickets on that one. <laughs> All right, let, m moving right along to Robert Fleischman, who I would love to get on the show as well for uh, a Vinny-related episode. How was he? Because you know he he's continued to make music and anything of interest. Andy, you want to say anything on him, or, did, or were you still waiting for your sandwich at that point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I actually missed him up on the thing talking, but I actually went up to him on the table and talked to him, and uh, he's very nice, very quiet. He almost seems shy. That's mm. why my interpretive, 
you know, because I'm so shy. So, you know, you know how that works. <laughs> you two, so you two, you two hit it off real quick, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you just, you know, and, and uh, uh, Ian, Ian was his uh, helper that day, but he was very nice, talked for a few minutes. He only had a couple things to sell, and, and I kicked myself for not bringing my Vinnie Vincent album to have him sign. That was a, my shot in the head kind of moment because that was, you know, stupid, but I missed, I had to go back online, like I said, I had to go back online and, uh, on YouTube it, uh, actually, I did it today, and, you know, watches it, much thing, because I missed it, that was probably in the, probably in the line, uh, either getting Eric's, probably staying and getting Eric's signature at the time, now, kind of a bummer. One of the things that's not on the list, obviously, <laughs> was the podcasts that were in the house, um, Matt Porter and the Kiss Room were in the house. I think they've already put their episode up, and three sides of the coin were doing something. Uh, Mike, you want to tell us a little bit about interaction with the other podcasts? Because, you know, these yeah. guys will have shows, and it's always cool to spread the word about each other. Yeah, absolutely. So I, Matt was doing, Matt Porter was doing three hours <laughs> plus of The Kiss Room. I walked, I, was, I just listened to the episode. Actually, I listened to it over a few days because it was so damn long. And I was like, when do I come in? Because I was like listening for myself. And I was the last 20 minutes of the show. I'm like, whoa, good thing I went up when I did because I wouldn't have been on it. So, you know, I went up and basically Matt just kept having people come up, even Robert Fleischman. Um, and they would just, you know, he was just talking about what was going on. And people would say, you know, you go, he, Matt would say, like, are you going on the cruise or this or that? He even got me to sing a little because he's like, oh, what songs would you like to hear on the cruise? And I said, it's my life. So I sang a little bit of that. And um, uh, Anthony Lauro was next to me and he sang a little bit um, too. So it was fun. It was a good time. Um, so uh, Matt's always like, you know, uh, just a super positive guy. So I was like uh, seeing him and spending time with him. So that was awesome, and then I went over to th you know the three sides table, and I actually spent a good deal of time talking to Mark Chikini. I talked to him uh, in front of the table, and then when I went to get something to eat, he came in and we started chatting. And he's one of the I really enjoy getting to know him. He's just a phenomenal person and uh, just terrific. And then I talked to Tommy Summers for a while about Dennis D. Young and a bunch of music and stuff, and uh, talked to Michael briefly and got photos with all of them. And then they they basically. Originally, they were going to record, but what they decided to do instead just to make it easier was they had like an iPad set up and they had like a microphone. And they had people basically recording a message saying like, congratulations on your 200th episode, blah, 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 whatever you want. And then they were going to edit it together and incorporate it into their episode. I guess they'll probably just like, uh, you know, pepper them throughout the episode. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to say that I was part of, a, you know, a live Kiss Room episode and that I contributed to the 200th episode of three sides so i think for being a fan it's it's kind of a cool thing to be part of and just to see them side by side and uh in between them is like robert fleischman it's just kind of kind of a surreal experience yeah that's awesome so yeah congratulations on your 200th episode three sides of the coin it takes a special sort of crazy group of people to do that many episodes and we're not even halfway there andy yeah de definitely mad Porter, man he's off the hook that guy i mean we walked in he was you know he was up and running the, basically the whole time I was in that room. Every time you walk out or you walk out, he had the, they had the mics on. He had some friends behind him. Uh, they were they, not only just recording. They had microphones set up everywhere so you could have like three or four people at the same time talking. They had their friends uh, doing going live and stuff at the same time. So, like, I had brought my, uh, my casket piece to get the back sign for some people. And, uh, you know, I pulled it out. Of and course. I'm like, hey, here it is. Here it is. 
you know? And they're like, yeah, show it, show it. I'm like, Matt, here you go. And he's like, you really brought it with you again? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, you know? So, yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt was, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know? So he, they were all in. I mean, Matt in the Kiss room were all in that whole day. They were all in. But uh, the three sides of the coin, when I saw them and stuff, they, they weren't really, at the time I was there, they weren't doing any episodes. So they might have, like Mike said, they might have been doing clips later. But I had talked to Mark, you know, a couple times uh, about, how Vinnie Vincent's, uh, you know, saved Kiss from uh, 1982 <laughs> to 1984. Yeah, people laugh about it, but it's true because let's, let's face the facts, man. They still play Lick It Up, the biggest hit song they've ever been in. And guess who wrote it? Vinnie. And they also play War Machine. Vinnie. So uh, get over it, people. Vinnie did save uh, Kiss from 82 to 84. Thank you. You have to get the but, shirt that says Vinnie saved Kiss. I'm no, wearing that on the no, cruise. No. <laughs> Vinnie's mannequin saved Kiss. <laughs> yeah. I know people love him or hate him. It's, it is what it is, but you know, let's face it. He did write some of the killer songs for them. But uh, Matt was Matt was fully in, man, fully, fully, full in. It was just funny, you know. It was like this, but going full on for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, and I mean so, that's got, that's got to be some sort of an award, Lonnie. What do you think? You know, would you be crazy enough to do a live broadcast of a podcast episode from a Kiss Expo? I mean, props to oh, Matt, gosh, Matt yeah. Porter in the Kiss Room for bringing it. That is just mad and cool. Yeah. Well, you know, we could actually pull that up. We got enough characters that have rotated on and off the show that, you know, that if we were to do it at Indianapolis, you know, and if I wanted to go get a sandwich and be gone for an hour and a half, I could still come back. And, you know, you guys could just pass the mic around with different FAQ uh, podcasters that have been on the show. That'd actually be a fun thing to do. Yeah, um, that, that, could, if, that, could, that could be like awesome. If we could rope Julian to come into the Midwest. I don't know. I've, I've, I've been trying, people have been rope me to come to Indy for years. I just won't do it because I don't know. I, I just they always say it's, it's much small. I know. I know. Like Lonnie said, you know, they had Paul and Gene that one year. That that would have been the year to go. Yeah, it was like, badass. Like, yeah, I, but but with it being Indy, you just never know who Keith is able to get, and uh, I yeah. guess. Um, the other guys who do organize it because it's not all one person. So uh, yeah. m- moving down, Tim Sullivan. That's a name from the past, the 90s. Um, who is he? And how was I didn't he? even know he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your sandwich must you have been a long right time. Him. Yeah. I probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was the producer for Detroit Rock City, and it was interesting to hear him talk. And I love that movie. I think it's terrific and it's underrated. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just four movies talk. like that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, he was good. I mean, I, I've I've heard a lot about uh, you know Detroit Rock City, and he did talk about you know why did it not do as well as it should have done, things like that. Um, so I only caught like the tail end of his Q and A, but he seemed like a nice guy. He was signing Blu-ray copies of the DVD, the um, the movie that was for sale there. Um, so you know it was a nice addition. I mean, uh, I think a lot of fans like that film. There's was it Bob Trotter? He was saying that he watches the movie twice a week, every week. I'm like, wow, that that is that that's is dedication. Passion. Yes, that's the, the <laughs> definition <laughs> definition of insanity. That's a, to each family the park three times a week. Hey, to, to each their own. TV really right, is that right. bad these days. So you know, I'm not not going to knock him too much. Got some yeah. good one-liners in there. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Um, let's let's move on to Lydia. Uh, Andy, were you there for Lydia? Uh, 
Yeah, I was there for Lydia, and um, Lydia's actually coming down to the, you know, the Holiday Inn again for her fourth year in a row. She's always a sweetheart, you know, a number one, you know. Yeah, she she was she was late <laughs> to the expo, but she she's always gracious, humble. You know, go over and give you a hug, take give you a kiss on the cheek, take pictures with you, sign stuff, and talk stories. She's got a zillion stories, and I, I her book is just out of her book to me is like the number one book. You know, I don't diss any other books, but her book is still to me the number one book. You know, she doesn't diss doesn't diss anybody. She just shows the pictures and tells the stories. You know what I mean? And I mean, I mean, she was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those early, early years. Yeah. I had, I, had, I had my copy of Seal with a Kiss out yesterday, and it still is just a fantastic piece of work, you know. So, you know, even all these years on, you know, it, it, it's great that Lydia's part of the scene, and she's got the stories, because she was there from day, oh, yeah. from day freaking one. And, Absolutely. you know, you know it, it, no matter what anyone else does writing stuff, she was there. It's first-person account when you're talking to her. Michael, your thoughts on Lydia? Yeah, I met Lydia at the last um, convention and um, or expo, and she's very nice. Um, and this time, I just got you know another photo with her. Oh, and I did see her at Live seventy five. They were at the Montgomery County Community College. Matt had them there. Uh, J.R. Smalling was there, and so was Lydia. So I've met her. I guess this is the third time. And uh, I did see part of her Q and A and. I remember one of the lines she said, and she said this before, and it's pretty funny, is that she said, you know, Gigi, Peter's wife, has never been bad to me. He's, And she said, but then again, I've never heard anyone say anything nice about her. <laughs> and uh, and she, hey, yeah, I did meet Gigi once. So I could understand why she may say that. But, wow. uh, no, Lydia's terrific. <laughs> Everyone, um, you know, loved her. And I thought it was cool seeing her interact with, uh, Billa Coyne's family. Um, there was an older woman there um, who I think it was Bill's sister. So it was interesting to see them kind of like like see each other for the first time and who knows how many years and just kind of interact. And I thought that was pretty cool because that you know yeah. I was right in front of her when that happened. Um, so Lydia's always a great addition. Everyone likes her. Um, you know she's just a, a nice person. So no bad things to say about her. And Mark Burt showed up too. Who? Mark Britton, he is the uh, – I'm, I'm going to screw this up, and then I'm going to hear about it later like we always do. Uh, he is Bill O'Coin's nephew, and he was there back in the days too as a kid. His pictures of him and a lot of pictures and stuff, and he was there. He always jumps up with Lydia and uh, talks about stuff from his days with her. So it's always kind of cool. Like you said, you never know who's going to pop in. No, and that's awesome. I just do want to say something in defense of Gigi, that in my dealings with her, she has always been wonderful. There you that's go. good. Yep. Just, yeah. just counter, counter. I got to counterbalance uh, that perspective, <laughs> because otherwise I'll get shot. No, I, 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 I talked, <laughs> I've talked to her right. a couple of times, and I didn't have any problem with Gigi either. I know, I know, there's been a war of wars before between a couple of people with that, but hey. Yep. All right. So let's talk about some of that. What you'd call the high points. I mean, you, you've both already mentioned, you know, Eric and Bruce. And to be perfectly honest, um, I don't think there's any point rehashing what they say up on stage, except for maybe Eric. 
Um, did he have anything interesting to share in his Q&A? Um, Mike, you had a nice question for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back to Michael on that one. Yeah, so I was sitting in the audience, and I wasn't going to ask him anything. And then I was I was sitting next to uh, Becca Jadowski, and she said, you know, how, how about you go up and ask him a question about the makeup on the cruise? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea, because everyone keeps speculating about it. I'll go up there and I'll ask. So I go up there, and I go to introduce myself, and Eric like already knew my name. Because like, I just assume that no celebrity remembers me, even if they just met me like a couple hours ago. So I'm like, hey, Eric, it's Michael. And he's like, hi, Michael, how are you doing? <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. And I uh, went into my question, and um, I said to him, you know, what makeup are you and Tommy going to be wearing on the cruise? Because it's Creatures of the Night. And he's like, I think everyone knows what we're going to be wearing. And I'm like, which is? you know. <laughs> and he said, we're going to be wearing the makeup that we wear. And I kept pushing. I'm like, but why? And I was like, it's, you know, it's understandable that people might think that you'd wear, you know, other makeup. And he was just, and he was very adamant about it, that he was not going to be wearing another, another character's makeup. And I think for him, he didn't really say it, but it was kind of like the subtext is that, you know, he's committed to this character and that he doesn't want to be switching between characters because to him, I feel like that would be going against whatever, you know, feelings he has about the makeup. Um, so even though he's kind of inhabiting a character that he didn't necessarily create, I feel like he doesn't want to do that multiple times and be like switching back and forth and all that stuff. And same thing with Tommy, because then I feel like he thinks it'll kind of take away from the, the credibility that they do have. Um, so I can respect that. And then someone yelled out from the crowd while I was still filming, well, what about Ace coming back to the band in 2017? And he, he, he responded to that and basically said, like, that's bullshit. It's just not going to happen. Um, and that, you know, like we're doing our thing, he's doing his thing and there is absolutely no, um, uh, basis for that rumor. It's just completely untrue. And Eric is not one to sugarcoat or be like political. So, I mean, you can, if he said it, it it's true. It, Ace isn't coming back. And, uh, you know, so that was nice too. So he kind of put two things to, to rest with his answers. Um, so I kind of got like a two for one in the process. No, that, that that's really cool, you know. But good, good question. But if, you, but if you listen to the rest of what he said, he turned yeah. around and said it. You know, it's it's Gene and Paul's boat. They run the show, and Eric said he admitted that. You know, I've been in Kiss. You know, three times in, out, in and out, in and out. He goes, you, you can know. never say never. That that right. that was Eric's own words. So, you yeah. know. They could turn around and say tomorrow, you know what, we do want Ace back in at some point or tomorrow or next week or two years from now. So Eric was, you know, Eric answered it that way too at the same time, you know. So, and I asked, this, and I asked, and I asked a question on the cruise too about. <clears throat> uh, oh, hopefully I can even remember what I asked. Jeez, I'm ter terrible. Uh, I was getting, I wasn't feeling too good by then again. Uh, what did I ask him? Oh my God, that's pretty bad. Oh, I think I asked him out. Uh, oh. He's been, uh, you know, on, on the six man, it says the official said they were going to play the Creatures of the Night tour. Basically, that's tour mm -hmm. list. Now, Genius now come out and said about two or three times now that they're going to play the full Creatures album. No, you know? no way. No, no way. Right. Paul, Paul, okay. Paul is not going to sing Keep there's, Me Coming. There's too much Paul on that album. Yeah. But I still love you. I mean, no way. 
No, that that would just be, he might as well just swallow a jar full of razor blades and just be done with it if he's going to try and do any of those. Or, you know, maybe maybe they've got a way around it. Who knows? I mean, it is Kiss. You know, the impossible is possible when it comes to this band. So, you know, I, I look forward to the reports from the boat. Uh, of how, how they do pull this off and if they do simply do the the creature set then you know rock and roll hell do they do the first set uh but leave out keep me coming because it didn't work live the first time around it's not going to work out any better 30 four years later so um i want to get i want to get into some of the the stuff that you think is missing from an expo you know and obviously this was a pretty packed day lonnie i want to go to you first um you know of what you really want to see in an expo that you know we haven't really seen in this one you know the one thing obviously that's missing from from the expo you guys are talking about from new york obviously and we touched on it is 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 live music and a kiss tribute band i think that really having a good kiss tribute band at the end really puts a nice cap on the day to see especially a good tribute band because we've seen different variants versions of kiss tribute bands but a good kiss tribute band at the end that that looks apart and sounds apart really is a nice cap on the end of the day but as far as expos in general go you know I think what's missing, and we talked, I we touched on this briefly too, is the last few that I've gone to has just been like new Kiss merchandise, and I'm not even talking like Spencer's crap Kiss merchandise from the late '90s, early 2000s. I'm talking like 2013, 2014 type merchandise that I could go on Kiss Army Warehouse or Kiss Museum and buy right now that is listed in their new column. It's like, and. I don't have a problem with that being there, but like in Indianapolis, the last few times I've been there, it's been nothing but that kind of stuff. Like no vinyl, you know, the dealers just aren't there anymore. And yeah, eBay is to blame for that. And different vital trading sites are are to blame for that as well. But, you know, for me, when I, when I first started going to the expos, that was always a big thing is I'd save up a lot of cash to go because I knew I was just, be throwing cash around all day long buying up crap so to me that's one thing that's really missing and and again the other the other thing that's missing i guess is is gene simmons and paul stanley you know um and i know that's asking for a lot and you're probably going to be asking to raise the price of admission to get either one of them there but you know that that would you know obviously that would put it put things over the top and Especially for official Kiss Expo, you're probably not going to get a, an Ace Frehley or a Peter Chris to come in. Your best bet to, to meet one of them is either to do a meet and greet at an Ace show or get them at one of those horror convention shows that they do from time to time. But Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, I mean, even if they don't, when Paul was at the indie show, he didn't sign autographs, but you get your picture taken with him if you bought a copy of the book. Yeah. And that's still cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it, was, it was a signed copy of the book. You know, and that's still cool, and I understand why he did. They didn't want to do autographs, and and he can't make exceptions because once he starts making exceptions, well, then it's over. Yeah. So, like, even I, when I met Paul at, at that indie expo, I had some stuff in my hand, and when you're getting ready to go meet him, one of his handlers goes, "Oh, you want me to hold your stuff while you go meet Paul?" And then <laughs> you know, get your get your stuff out of your hand, you get done meeting Paul. Okay, here's your stuff back. So, and and that's that the, way, that's the only way he can do it. I mean, when I and that way the... Paul's not the bad guy, and and doesn't have to say no. That way he's not the bad guy. The guy that's you know his handler is the bad guy. He takes the stuff out of your hands. Paul doesn't have to say no to you. Mm-hmm. You know so. 
anyway, that's what I would like to see. That's what that's what I really want at at Kiss Expo. Is is a great tribute band. More rare Kiss merchandise or more obscure Kiss merchandise or not or just you know vinyl in general, not the latest and greatest Kiss merchandise. And Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Yeah, you're an maybe easy, easy man to maybe please. Maybe I'm there. Yeah, just you got to reach for the star. As simple as that. Hey, one, and I'm I did. I, you know, I saw some pictures of the dealer tables on this one. I got to say, the pictures that I saw had plenty of classic vinyl, um, cassettes. Um, you know, a, a really good mix. You know, forty fives, posters, magazines, and a lot of it was vintage. So this one, from my perspective, and that was just like maybe the four tables that I saw. Hmm. You know, had had a good mix of that stuff. Paul Stanley, I think, is one that you really want to get. And, it, you know, the way I'd kind of do it is, you know, you buy a ticket, you get a, a mail-in or email form, you know, for a question. And they take their questions, you know, and just like they did at the JCC for his uh, speaking tour uh, when he uh, published his book. You know, someone sits down with him and basically goes through a few of their own questions, but then, you know, Cherry picks the best ones, so it doesn't end up being like another one of these Paul Speaks things, um, which is just people asking the same lame questions. You know, you know, I, I want to, you know, get inside his head. You know, I want to ask him stuff that he hasn't been asked before, um, st strictly because I think you'll get a better response, or he'll hate your guts, uh, you know, one or the other it's going to be good or it's going to be horrible you know if, if you go way out of kind of bounds um you know you're not going to go real personal with him but you know try and get into his head where he hasn't gone before with people and make it fresh for him uh, but it it could be a really cool thing to particularly to get paul because obviously gene has um oh, he's at an expo right now in japan so you know yeah there there are options for different guests, but I think there's also Ron Nevison. You know, get some of these producers. I mean, I, I, no one's going to get Michael James Jackson. No. Bob Ezrin. Bob Ezrin would be amazing if you get someone like that. But, I mean, Pete, you wouldn't get Mark there if you got Bob Ezrin there. Well, P Peter did show up like four years ago at an expo, <laughs> but he had like his own special ticket thing. Yeah, he charged a fortune, from what I understand. I went to the expo. I didn't have to do that because I had already met Peter before that, so I didn't do that one. But that was like a separate thing. But I, I could agree with Lonnie on this. You know, I would love to see more old vintage stuff, uh, a tribute band or even two tribute bands, or if some of the guests would like to play, even if it's not. Because they actually had an expo at the same venue years ago, and the tribute band actually played across the street because I was actually involved with the tribute band to help them Lug this stuff over there from Mass. They were from Massachusetts, and they played like across the street. So in the, huh. you know, in that place. So if they could find a, if magically they could, you know, even if a tribute band decided to play at a bar somewhere on their own, you know, at least people would know about it, kind of connect it, even if it wasn't really connected with the expo itself. Yeah, kind of go there for the after party. Yeah. yeah, or or the night before, you know, they've got a little theater or, or dive club that you go see a Kiss tribute band in a club, and then the next day you got the expo. I mean, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah. Any any other two guests that you know, my my personal thing would, and, and you know, it's going to draw is Ace Frehley, and the ultimate one because he's so mysterious, and you people either love him or hate him. Is Vinny? Is somehow man, Vinny came out of the woodworks or an expo? Oh and, yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah. People would flock to it because how many people are missing Vinny signed on a bunch of stuff they have everybody else signed on? 
Well, yeah. he could use the money. He should be doing expos left and right. Wow, that's a shot at Penny's finances from out of nowhere. I think people are more likely to walk on water before Vinny shows up at this expo. <laughs> And, and to have, and to have, say, like a, a you know, I, I understand that these expos are very hard to put on. You know, it's a lot of money those guys got to dish out front. So the people complain that you know they're the last minute or they only give a month's warning. If it's possible, it, it would be nice to have like a, <clears throat> you know, four or five or six months notice that you know this expo is going to happen. You know, so you know, so some of us that that spend that kind of money buying stuff can you know kind of save up, get ready. Save, save some vacation time for it, make it a whole long weekend maybe or something. I don't know. But, you know, I understand how difficult it is just to put on. I mean, I, I just do the gathering or the holiday in thing in one night, and I'll tell you, it, it's a lot of work just doing that. And it's, you know, and those guys, man, that's why I said, you got to bow to Ross and Peter Arquette for sure. Oh, and Phil. Without, Phil, without, Phil, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and anybody who tries to put on an indie expo, I mean, I mean an indie one or a – you know, look look at how many expos now that don't happen anymore. Those people got probably got burnt out, or it's a lot of money to get somebody there. Yeah. You know, or they got burned financially doing it because they didn't yeah. make they didn't make turn profit on it. I think the reason why New Jersey ends up doing good because you're in that metropolitan where a lot of those people live. You know, New York, New Jersey. You know, don't, you know, get, in that don't, area. don't get me started. It's East Coast. You know. Yes. East yeah. Coast bias crap. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it, it's where it was, so you know it, it's good that it's still doing well. Um, I want to wrap up on a high point here, and the the question's going to be, what's your high point from the New Jersey New York Kiss Expo 2016? And before we go to you guys, Lonnie, what's your favorite favorite expo memory? Um, I got a few, and probably. <laughs> It's probably involves Eric Singer um, before he rejoined Kiss in 2008. You know, before he rejoined, you know, I didn't say rejoined Kiss in 2008. Kind of like when, when Kiss was like in those down years, 2005, 2006, 2007, they really weren't doing a whole lot. And um, they, uh, Eric was touring with Alice at the time and, and I, stalked Eric out at a couple Alice shows and he signed my leg when I met him the one time. And, you know, I've, I've you know, I, there was one year that I met him, I met him like half a dozen times, it seemed like. And he like started to get the note. He started to get the know me, knew, you know, he knew who I was when he'd seen me, you know, he talked to me. I went, he came with Alice one year and, uh, I was with a friend of mine and she always thought Eric Singer hated her for whatever reason. And, she wore this shirt to the Alice show and it had Eric, you've probably seen his picture online. It has Eric in the, in the makeup and he has boxer shorts on and nothing else. And she had this shirt on and had er, that picture of Eric on it and said, Eric Singer hates me. And she wore it around all day. And Eric saw her. He's like, who is this girl? I don't hate anybody. And he goes, I don't know what, where she gets off thinking I hate her and walk around with this shirt saying I hate her. So, Eric signed my leg at that Alice show, and then I met him in Indianapolis um, the following spring, and I had a picture of him signing my leg. And he goes, oh, I remember this. This is where that girl was with that shirt on that day. And then the <laughs> next picture underneath that 8x10 was just a picture of her in that shirt. And, it, and I go, this girl? He goes, that's her! <laughs> so he takes a pen, and he goes, yes, 
I do. <laughs> Eric Sarandon goes, get that to her. <laughs> That's awesome. Classic. And so he, he's just he's just a great guy and has a great personality and you know eric just gets it you know what i mean because he, he's a fan too at the end of the day so he's just a great guy and I, as much as i said i would love paul tanley to be at an expo eric's just a fantastic human being and a great greatest addition to kiss i could have ever gotten so that's nice. that's my favorite that's, that's a great story too okay andy <laughs> high point 2016 expo Oh, it's got to be the 2016. I thought you just meant all expos in in general. You got one. That's uh, be- you got one better than this this uh, recent expo. Go for it, man. Yeah, well, I have to say my greatest moment was uh, <clears throat> when uh, Eric Kosh showed up at the at the Providence, Rhode Island one out of the blue. There were rumors that he was going to show up. Nobody kind of knew. They just kind of like there were rumors going around, floating around. And next thing you know. Is this little guy with a big hair, this big, doo, 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 strolls right and saying hi to everybody, da, da, da. And next thing you know, he goes in the middle of the tables and puts a couple tables around him to kind of, kind of you know, so people just don't crush him. And he just sat there and uh, basically signed autographs like all day long, you know. So I had him sign stuff, and he, and he was just really, and his uh, Rockheads hadn't even come out yet. And I was like, hey, Eric, man, uh, your, your little cartoon Rockheads is pretty cool. He goes, Really? You, you like that? You didn't even know about that? I go, Eric, it's it's already starting to spread out. People, he goes, wow, thanks, thanks. I mean, I think Eric was the fan before he was even in the band, kind of in a way. Even though he said he didn't really wasn't a fan of Kiss, but I think, I think like Bruce had said it once that Eric actually got Gene and Paul and him to be fans of the fans. Like Eric got it, you know. So and it was funny because Eric signing, signing left to right. He's walking around and people follow him and he's doing his thing. And he goes, "Well, I'll be back." So he goes down to lunch with uh, <clears throat> uh, Karen and John Lazinski, who's the ones who put, used to put him on here in the New England area. And he, he goes to lunch and he comes back. He's got the sunglasses on because he had a little couple extra drinks in his system and he was all giggly and happy all day long signing autographs. So that that was like that was like off the hook because he wasn't expected to come. So that was like. The, the biggest thing, you know, that, that cool. for that, that ended up being really cool for not knowing that Eric was going to show. But yeah. but, to, to, but in 2016, I still love, uh, you know, meeting people that I've met before, catching up with people I haven't seen in years and stuff like that. That's a huge highlight. And the merchandise thing is always, it's always cool looking at who's got what. And I'm looking looking for that piece that I'm missing out of the puzzle and my, my you know, my stuff that I like to collect, you know. So, <clears throat> bacon and cheese. <laughs> so that you know, those are big highlights. Not, not that I don't have any problem. I love all the guests and stuff, but you know, like I said, I, see, I met a lot of the guests already before. So you know what I mean? No, very cool. And I, I don't think you can ever go above that Eric Carr story. I mean, that's just oh, because it's obviously never going to happen again. And yeah, you know, that's just one from back in the day. Michael, how about you? Uh, well, the highlight for the weekend was probably interviewing Bruce on Friday, but at the expo itself, meeting, I mean, I've met Eric multiple times. Um, I've stayed in contact with him. He's a great guy. And, you know, meeting Bruce for the first time is pretty cool, too. But I have to go with what Andy said. Um, for me, the best part was all the conversations I had with people, uh, whether it was Mark Cicchini, Tommy Summers, um, or even people who I just met for the first time. Like, I was just... You know, people would just stop me mainly for the hoodie and say, oh, they like that. And that would just lead to a discussion about God knows what. And I would just start talking to people. And we, before you know it, we're talking for like 10 minutes or more. And um, 
you know, so just all the new people that I met um, made it special. And it's the same thing with the cruise. The the cruise is basically the expo just spread across five days with ongoing concerts. It's the same environment. And uh, it's just cool because everyone's happy, right? It's not like you're on Facebook and people are like, Trump this, Clinton that. No. When you're at the expo, everyone's happy, everyone's smiling, everyone's having a good time. It's just a great positive bubble that is, we're all in. Wait, wait, I gotta interrupt you. Trump Clinton, isn't that the same as Vinny Save Kiss? Vinny didn't save Kiss. Right. Ah, you get the same I bullshit. I didn't actually see anyone argue. I mean, maybe they were, but it wasn't in front of me. So I have to say, people are more civil when they're facing each other because they can't hide behind their avatars and yeah. things like that. Can't be or, keyboard you know, warriors. No, no keyboard no. gangsters. Yeah, keyboard so, commandos. Yeah, it was just a, a great feeling, and the day flew by um, because it was so much fun. So I really hope that they do do this again next year. I know it was like 18 months between this one and the last one. I hope that's not the case the second time, you know, next time, uh, because they did a great job this year, and I hope it's just as good, if not better, next year. Yeah, I'm hoping they do another one that I'm actually able to get out to because I'm really wanting to get back to the East Coast for a little visit to go to Binghamton, obviously where I, I grew up for a while and possibly Scranton, um, just to go back to you know my neck, what was my neck of the woods, and then go hit a Kiss Expo and go find some you know record stores out and about in the area, uh, maybe even go to Boston again because I got into lots of trouble the last time I was there and just would be fun to do again so and we can do a live show and i met andy at this expo which was a big deal for me and i met his mother because she told me i should say hi you're an andy <laughs> lemming i met andy which was a big deal and, and it's i have to say he was subdued he was not like full of energy because he was sick but i was like you're really calm what's going on like i expected him to be like bursting out of his skin but he was pretty relaxed and it was because he wasn't feeling under the wet. He was hungry. He was waiting for that sandwich. <laughs> Blood sugar well, was down. Right. Well, the other thing is, too, is that, you know, I'm pretty much open and honest, you know. You like it or you like you hate it. I've always gotten that, you know. Either people don't understand me. It's either I'm straightforward. You either, I, tell, I get it off my chest. Straightforward. That's the way people should be, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. I get, a, I get excited when I certain things, you know, that whole ace thing, man. Boop, you know, it's like Lonnie. They say Paul Stanley. You see Lonnie's eyes? They go like this. You know? <laughs> I'm actually... See, look, see? I'm, looking, yeah. I'm looking on your website right now, Michael. The, that drum head looks absolutely fantastic. That's very cool. So, uh, where's your where's your interview with Bruce going to show up? So, I'm probably going to transcribe that over the weekend, maybe, and get it up by next week. So, once I do, obviously, I'll share it um, and you guys can check it out then. But I say look for it next week. That's you do your own transcription. <laughs> yeah, it takes forever. I, yeah, I, I I gave up. I, I I started paying people to do it, which is why my bank account's in the red. Um, I just could not <laughs> handle transcribing. And then you get them back from them, and they've got all the ums, the hums, and the ooh. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. you then have to edit out, which is it's horrible. All right, let's wrap this episode up, people. <laughs> Andy and I are doing our own show over here. <laughs> so, they didn't have a visual one, I'm mad. So by all accounts, uh, there's two positive votes for the expo in New Jersey, New York. Uh, New Jer yep. it's, it's called both. Uh, I just always go New York first. I can't help myself. Um, 
So it sounds I like a, a good That's job. Was, a good job was done by the expo promoters, and a good time was had by all. So. That's a that's a positive one. Let's look forward to some reports from uh, Tokyo or wherever the yeah. the J Japanese one was held. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on, and a lot of reasons to be positive about being a Kiss fan at the moment. You know, there's the cruise coming up. Things are happening. Things are interesting. Um, so enjoy it while you can. So sure. from Michael, from Lonnie, from Andy, and myself, thank you for listening catches on facebook uh find the thread in any of the places that you listen to the show and uh chime in with your opinion if you went to the expo if you didn't go to this one if you went to some other you know give us your high points your low points and what do you think would make a great expo in the future we thank you for listening and we will see you next time thank you all thank you for spending time listening to the kiss FAQ podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.